struck me that, you know what? I don't know that the other side actually cares all that much about the First Amendment. Think about what's happened this past year. Democrats have told Americans they can't go to church, can't go to work, can't go to school, can't go to a loved one's funeral. Of course, the rules never apply to them. We had a governor of one of our biggest states, our largest state, governor of our largest state, out at a restaurant, five-star restaurant, having dinner with friends and lobbyists. Same time he's telling folks in this state they can't even have dinner, Thanksgiving dinner, with their family. We see the attack on free speech. I mean, just the last, it's this whole cancel culture phenomenon. First it was Kermit the Frog and the Muppets, and it was Dr. Seuss. I think yesterday it was cartoon characters from the Looney Tunes. Uh, attack on your right to speak, specifically to speak in any type of political nature. We've had Democrat members of Congress, Mr. Speaker, send a letter to carriers asking those carriers not to have certain news networks on their system. That is frightening. You talk about chilling speech. That's as scary as it gets just because they don't like what's being said on certain news networks. Scary what, and now, and now they're coming after your Second Amendment liberties as well. I mean, think about your First Amendment rights, your right to practice your faith, your right to assemble, your right to petition your government, freedom of the press, freedom of speech. And then the very next right the founders mentioned, your Second Amendment liberties, they're now coming after that too. Wasn't enough to go after your right to practice your faith. Wasn't enough to go after your right to assemble and be with people you wanted. I mean, think about some of the things we saw this year. We had governments, Democrat leaders in states telling Americans you had to be in your home at a certain time with curfews. You had to be in your home by 10. We had another state say, when you're in your home, you have to wear a mask. And then we had states said, well, when you're in your home, you don't have to wear a mask because you're not allowed to have anybody over. Government limiting your First Amendment right to practice your religion, your First Amendment right to assemble, and now they're coming after your First Amendment right to practice your, excuse me, to speak and to speak in a political nature. And here we are today coming after your Second Amendment liberties. The Democrat Party is the party that says defund the police, open the border, attack people's Second Amendment rights to defend themselves while they're defunding the police and open the border, and all the while, they're undermining Americans' First Amendment liberties as well. This should frighten everyone. Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. The Democrats are so predictable. That was Jim Jordan in the House. They're going to pass a bill. At least they're going to pass it through the House for more gun regulation. They're going to try to reimpose the 1994 assault weapon ban. They want to expand background checks which I don't even understand why. If you have a concealed weapons or you've even just purchased a gun, if you do your concealed weapons, you are fully checked out, fingerprinted at all for the FBI. I mean, you're, they got you down packed. If you are just walking in to purchase a gun, there is a, what, 10-day waiting period? It might even be longer now with the way gun sales are, but there's usually around a 10-day waiting period for you to get your gun so that they can run you through the federal system to make sure that you don't have any problems, you don't have any warrants, that it would basically be responsible for them to sell you that gun. So there is plenty of background checking going on. I don't know why 
They're adding more on there. They're just trying to make it harder and harder to purchase firearms and scare people from purchasing firearms because ultimately they'd love to do away with our Second Amendment completely. Uh, their hostile takeover of the United States right now, I've told you in previous shows, and I'll say it again, the only way that they succeed in that is if they disarm America. Well, Lord and behold, here we go. I would definitely keep an eye on this. Some states are already taking action to kind of prevent it. Alabama is going to try to pass a law making it like a sanctuary state for assault rifles. So they, we will have states that will combat it on their local level. But you definitely want to keep an eye on this one. I don't think it'll pass in the Senate. I assume they're going to filibuster it. As long as the filibuster holds up, Joe Manchin is getting a lot of heat right now. He is kind of the one man standing between that complete demise of America, if that goes away, where they are going to push through every single thing that they can in the next two years. So as long as Manchin holds out, we should be all right. It's going to be a lot of attention on him to see if he'll uh, stand strong and not let them take that away. We shall see. Uh, interesting story I read out of Brett Bart was Matthew McConaughey says run for Texas governor is a real consideration. The Oscar winning star recently hinted to the Crime Stoppers of Houston podcast that he has not shut the door on a run for the state's top office. In the article, it says the Dallas Buyers star has hovered around politics in the past. For instance, in an interview last year, he noted that politics is broken but seem to say that he may throw his hat in the ring at some point. Look, politics seems to be a broken business to me right now. And when politics redefines its purpose, I could be a hell of a lot more interested. McConaughey, he's kind of all over the place. He's uh, more centralized. I would say he's kind of an independent. He does some things that are more left. He does some things that are more right. He is in favor of an assault weapons ban. So I don't know how well that would go over in Texas, but I guess we'll have to wait and see and see if he actually throws his hat in the ring when the time's right. Um, since we're in Texas anyways, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz has been a very busy man lately. He's been all over the place doing uh, appearances on different news channels. He's been overworked in the Senate between all the confirmations and all the bills they're trying to ram through there. Uh, I got a cut from Fox News when he was on Sean Hannity where they're talking about the H.R. 1 bill. And I'd like you to hear that. So here that goes. Is it unconstitutional, in your Harvard-educated opinion, what they're doing with H.R. 1 and or, by usurping the power the Constitution grants state legislatures? Well, I think H.R. 1 is, is terrible policy. I would call it the universal voter fraud law. Uh, you, you know, it's an amazing thing. We came out of this last election where we saw multiple instances of serious allegations of voter fraud. And, and the Democrats and the media took on the, the, the talking points that voter fraud doesn't exist, that anyone who says it exists is, is, is somehow uh, engaged in a conspiracy theory. And, and now with H.R. 1, the Democrats are seeking to lock in their advantage. They want mail-in balloting everywhere. They want no photo ID, so you can go in. If, Sean, if you want to go in and, and, and tell the, the registrar that your name is Eric Holder, and by the way, James O'Keefe from Project Veritas did that in D.C., went in and asked for Eric Holder's ballot, and they gave it to him, uh, you can do that. And, and, and the Democrats have made an incredibly cynical decision, which is that they believe they benefit from voter fraud, and they're trying to take this moment of time, and I think this moment of time is limited, but right now they have the White House, 
and both houses of Congress. And they're trying to take this moment of time and lock their control in permanently by changing the rules so that they can manipulate and steal election results. H.R. 1 is a terrible bill, is a bill that doesn't protect election integrity, it undermines it, and it shows there's a reason it's H.R. 1. Look, the number one priority of Democrats is keep Democrats in power. That matters more to them than COVID. It matters more to them than jobs. It matters more to them than kids in school. They want to stay in power. And this is all about stopping the voters from voting them out of office. It's a very dangerous bill. Again, I spoke about that on a previous podcast. That HR1 bill is going to be disastrous if it was to pass in the Senate. I'm sure they're going to enact the filibuster once again to prevent it. But I can't stress enough, man, if we lose that filibuster, it's going to be tough for a long time to come. It's not going to be just the next two years. The next two years are going to be tough because we're going to have to watch it. The uh, aftermath of it, we're going to have to live for probably a decade to resort it back out and get back on track, if we can even get back on track. Another disastrous bill signed. They passed the $1.9 trillion. The COVID relief is uh, on Joe Biden's desk. He's signing it. And uh, we're now $30 trillion in debt. So that makes all the sense in the world. Our debt is just, just continuing to go up with no end in sight. Our spending is out of control. And there is some talk about a trillion dollar road and bridge and infrastructure improvement bill that they're talking about coming with next. I don't know where they're thinking they're getting this money from. Uh, They want to collapse the economy as far as I'm concerned. I watched a special from Glenn Beck, and he's really the only guy talking about this. It's your social credit score uh, and everything that goes along with it. That everything up to this point has been a distraction And they've been working on this for over a decade. And this social credit score is really going to have an impact on the majority of businesses as well as us. You're going to get a social credit score based upon what you buy, where you shop, uh, your, your social media accounts, what's your political affiliation, everything. So naturally... Let's say somebody like myself, uh, you know, I'm a conservative commentator for a podcast. I support my fellow conservatives. I buy merchandise from the Hodge twins. I buy my pillow from Michael and Dell. I supported Trump heavily. Well, my score is not going to be real great. And that's going to directly affect whether I can get loans. Could I get a loan for a house? Can I get a loan for a car? They're going to pull that up on all the big major banks. And if my score is low, it's no longer based upon if you're responsible uh, you know, financially. It's going to be, are you doing what we tell you to do? Are you investing in what we tell you to invest in? How much was your electric bill last month? Oh my God, you're using too much electric. You know, do you invest in gas and oil? Oh, that's that's terrible. You're not supposed to be investing in those things. You're only supposed to be investing in green energy. Do you have solar panels on your roof? Well, you don't? Oh, man, your score is going down, down, down. And I guess I'm going to have a pretty sucky score when that happens. It's already happening. Uh, they did a trial run, Chase, Bank of America. You may know it. You may not know it. You might want to call them up and check on it. But they are starting to formulate it. As of right now, you're not going to feel the impact and they're going to sell it to you in a real pretty way where it's not impacting you as of yet. 
but just give it a little time and we are all going to feel the impact of it. And when I say all, I even mean small businesses, medium-sized businesses, large businesses. If you don't comply with what they want, they're going to hurt them as well. They won't be able to get their loans to run their business. Uh, you know, restaurants, how much electricity, again, are you using? Are you using oil and gas in your place? What are you, what are you doing to make it cleaner? Are you um, allocating money for these particular funds that they say you should be putting that money towards? That's going to be a hot mess. If you don't watch Glenn Beck or you don't listen to him on the radio, you really should check him out. He's doing a, a big series on this. He's done a couple on his show so far. He definitely talks about it on the radio a lot. You know, that's free, and, and a lot of his podcasts are free. Um, you I, you could sign up for his program if you'd like, and you could see his, his TV shows. I think a lot of them go on YouTube as well. So he gives away a lot of that stuff free because he's just trying to get the word out. But that's a pretty uh, dangerous thing that's already here, and it just hasn't arrived fully yet, but it's on its way. So that's something else to pay attention to. Ah, now, Beetlejuice Lightfoot. Lori Lightfoot from Chicago. I haven't talked about her in a while, but Chicago seems to be doing something very stupid once again. A Chicago suburb could become the first to give reparations to their black residents. (sighs) Oh, man. Part of the city's reparation plan Uh, is to use funds from a 3% tax on marijuana sales to finance a $10 million initiative called the Restorative House Reparations Program. This would oversee the distribution of $25,000 worth of housing funding per resident. Now, this article is at thehill.com. Okay, I need to compose myself. Reparations. Do you realize how complicated that would be to actually pay the people back that have true lineage to slavery? How much documentation you would have to dig up to figure out who actually had slaves in their bloodline that actually came from a slave family and who did not. Secondly, the money they're using is coming from everybody. You're going to take a tax on your marijuana sales up there? Well, not just white people buy marijuana. Black, white, Spanish, Chinese, Arab, whoever buys marijuana. So the taxes you're putting additional on those sales that are coming out of everybody, people who have never owned a slave in their life, not anywhere in their bloodline, are now contributing to reparations for people who you are not even sure they have slaves in their bloodline. The government is just completely dysfunctional and delusional that they believe this is the way to make things better. I would venture to say that most African Americans do not want reparation. They just want equal treatment. They just want the creation of jobs so they can get good jobs. They want to be treated fairly and equally. The thing is, everybody is treated equally nowadays. It's only the propaganda from the left and their allies in the news media that make you believe that it is not that way. If you shut off the news, don't pay attention to it at all. Turn it off for a week. Go about your day. Talk to anybody you want on the street. Black, white, yellow, brown, pink, purple, whatever. 
you're not going to see the same thing in your real life that you hear coming out of that television or hear coming out of the uh, speaker in your car or wherever you're listening to your news from. It's a completely different world. If you're constantly immersed in it and it sucks you in, of course, typical indoctrination, you will start believing it. What do you think happened with Trump? Anybody that voted against Trump, they have been listening to Trump be bashed for four years. He's bad. Everything he does is bad. This man's evil. Even his hair is evil. We don't know how it stays in front of his head like that. Look at his skin color. His skin color is evil. Everything. So ultimately, after four to five long years of them hearing that because they only watch ABC, MSNBC, CNN, CBS, whatever, you're watching all these outlets and that's all you ever hear, naturally, you're going to have a distaste for them in your mouth. That's just human nature. It's not your fault. They know the science behind how to indoctrinate you. They did it. You fell for it. There it is. So when they're telling you that it's so unbalanced and it's so racist, people begin to believe that. So black people feel, Hispanic people feel, we're treated unfairly, we don't have the same opportunities as the wicked white man, and this is where we're at. (laughs) We're paying reparations blindly to people, like I said, that may or may not have even been part of a slave family. So Chicago, good job on that one. You guys are leading the charge once again for stupidity. Now, Cuomo. (laughs) Cuomo, I I can't not talk about him on my podcast because he just keeps coming up and coming up. I would like nothing more than to not talk about Cuomo because I think he's a complete fool. So I feel like it's a waste of my time to talk about it. I just, everything about him. He talks kind of slow like he's, you know been hitting the head one too many times and then he looks like and I don't want to disrespect the Grinch because I love the Grinch but he kind of looks like the Grinch like a real life Grinch he's just he's just annoying but all that being said he is having severe pressure put on him to step down even though he keeps claiming that he's not going to he has over a hundred congressmen calling for him to step down but Cuomo He's cocky. He thinks he's the best. He ain't going to do it. Uh, his latest victim not only reported that there was that he did something inappropriate to her, but she actually reported it to the Albany police. So this one has even more substance to it than some of the other ones where there's not a whole lot of provable evidence. It's kind of his word versus theirs. You did have one where there's a picture, and it does show a girl looking pretty horrified that he's holding her by her head. So uh, there is some provable stuff in there. This guy needs to go away. It's so bad that even dirtbag de Blasio is telling him to step down. And <laughs> you want to talk about somebody that needs to step down? De Blasio, he, he needs to step down. He needs to leave the country. He loves communism so much. Go over and live somewhere communist. Get 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 off the, the get off our rock. Go somewhere else cuz that guy is just as bad, maybe even worse. Maybe his accusers haven't come out yet. I'm not saying he did anything inappropriate, but I wouldn't put it past him either. So we're going to wait to see how this shakes out with Cuomo. It seems like day by day by day, more and more women come forward. There's even more mounting pressure for him to step down. We'll see what he does. Generally, people with a chip on their shoulder like that, 
Good luck getting him to step down. You're going to actually have to take him out. The AG is going to have to go over there, build a case against him, and get him, you know, impeached and get him out of there. Or they do like they're doing a Newsom and they get him recalled. So we'll see. Whitmer out of Michigan, she's under some uh, scrutiny herself now. Now they're looking at she could possibly face some federal charges for her nursing home deaths as well, because I guess they all kind of followed the. Same rule as Cuomo. They all did the same thing where they were trying to take out their elderly population. So she's coming under fire now as well. And we got to see how that one fans out. But that's another devil. So it, it would be nice to see some of these people get out. Hopefully the state has woken up enough to see what they've done to them throughout this pandemic and everything else. And they'll put somebody in the leadership position that actually has some sense and will take care of them and their state a lot better so those people can have a better life. We'll see how that goes. Newsom, he's in trouble too. He's already got, what, 2 million signatures, and they only needed 1.5 to recall him. It looks like his race is going to get recalled, and the more tweets that Richard Grinnell puts out, it sure looks like he has every intention of running. He's even talking about suspending negotiations with the uh, school unions over there to get the kids back to school if he gets put in office. That would probably be California's saving grace to get that man in office because he would actually be able to fix things because he has the backbone to do it. So I wish him the best of luck if that's the route he goes. It would be great for California. I'm sure they are, are you know, really hoping for it because Newsom is just a train wreck. Hope you like what you're listening to. If you do, please tell some people about me. You can follow me at Parlor at Joe Little, Clout Hub, Little Joe CC. If you'd like to reach out to me at Gmail, I am at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N at gmail.com. I'm on Gab at Little Joe's Corner and Twitter at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N. God bless. Have a great Friday.